0: You are not listening to a Pele Media Podcast. Hey, everybody, happy Monday. It's your boy, Kyle. Uh, Just wanted to drop this in real quick because the guys over at Dueling Genre, and that would be Nick and Scott, were very generous. I did a review of uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom with them, and they said, hey, this show came out so good, we can't just keep it on the Patreon feed alone. We're going to go ahead and give it to you to give to your listeners as well. So, what you're hearing right now is my discussion with Scott and Nick on the Fallen Kingdom. This is part of the Dueling Genre Patreon feed. If you like what you hear hear. here, and I bet you will, you might want to go over to Patreon.com and check out Dueling Genre. Uh, They put up a lot of great content, and I do mean a lot, and it's definitely worth checking out. Also want to check out their other Movies by Minute podcast, uh, Back to the Future Minute, the Coronado Trilogy Minute, uh, which would be The World's End, Shaun of the Dead, and Hot Fuzz. Great movies, great discussion on those, and they've got a host of other uh, great podcasts they produce as well, so definitely go over and check out Dueling Genre and check out their Patreon. I want to give them a huge thanks for allowing us to host this on our feed so you guys can hear it as well. And without further ado, here is uh, Scott and Nick from Dueling Genre, along with with myself talking about Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. Dueling Genre.
1: patrons and welcome to another dueling genre movie review I'm Scott Corelli and with me I have Nick Jimenez hello and uh for this uh, very special occasion we have the we have the release of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and so uh I dragged him kicking and screaming out of retirement uh <laughs> Bill Crane from uh, Pele Media and uh, Jurassic Park Minute. Welcome.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Scott and Nick, for having me back. Uh, I love being on the show. Can't wait to talk about this movie.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think. All right. So before we really get into this, I just want so that everyone is aware. Let's just let's just get the pulse of the room. How did you feel about the first Jurassic World? And how did you feel going into this movie? So let's start with let's start with Kyle. Uh,
0: the first Jurassic World, um, I came out of the movie thinking it was really stupid. Uh, I did not really enjoy it at all. Uh, after after having a conversation with you, Scott, about the film, I've come to appreciate it a little bit more. I still don't enjoy watching it, but I can kind of see what the what the, the artists were going with. Uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Walking out of it, uh, I had a good time in the movie. I would say it's a, a mixed bag, but mostly positive.
1: Okay, Nick.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, Scott, you and I have been kind of defending this movie, which I never expected walking out of it (laughs) into the in 2015. That I'm like, I'm gonna be the guy at a party that's always like, I had fun, I thought it was good. Uh, (laughs) but that's the truth. And I, 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 I will admit, I didn't, I haven't seen it in a couple years, and I didn't even re watch it to get ready for this one as I have with like. You know, Incredibles and Deadpool and, and whatnot. So, you know, take that what you will. But, um, I definitely am not the kind of person who is, like offended by it. And I would consider Jurassic Park, like the VHS of Jurassic Park is like in my sacred Jedi text, you know, <laughs> shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and I think,
1: uh, most people, if you don't know already, I think we've got uh, the Paley Media special where I spend like 90 minutes defending <laughs> Jurassic World um, on our on our feed. Uh, so just scroll back and you can find that. Um, but yeah, so I'm a big defender of Jurassic World, uh, the first one. I think I think it's a lot of fun, and I think that even there are a lot of missteps, but they're all sort of missteps that I can understand why they exist uh, and and why they, I don't know just why they happened. And I would rather have mistakes in a movie where I'm like, Oh, I know why that's there. But, uh, yeah. So I, I really, I like Jurassic world quite a bit. I like, uh, I, I weirdly like the characters. Apparently it's like really fun to dunk on the characters in Jurassic world because that's what everybody in film Twitter does is like, you can't remember these characters names. And I'm like, I can, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm weird. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I don't know. Um, but uh, I yeah I really like Jurassic World. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean it you know half of it is because of that sort of uh, my theme park nerdery and and uh, part of it is because it's just one giant sort of love letter to the first Jurassic Park. Uh, and also for whatever reason, there's something about Colin Trevorrow as a writer and a and a filmmaker that like not everything he does knocks out of the park for me, but when when it hits just right for me, like it just it just hits my sweet spot of mm-hmm. like everything I want in a blockbuster um, so i and I would much rather watch a movie from a guy who gets things wrong sometimes, but when he gets it right gets it really right so i I really like Jurassic world a lot, and um, i don 't really know what to think about going into this i I basically was like, okay, I want a disaster movie, and I want Uh, I want like a a crazy disaster rescue mission kind of movie and I want a haunted house movie with dinosaurs and I want the movie to justify both of those things and I don't know I came out feeling like it kind of did both it it hit all the things I wanted it to Um, so I really liked it and I I don't I'm I'm baffled by the 50% on Rotten Tomatoes just completely baffled Um, but I guess it's one of those things where maybe if I went through scrolled through all of those reviews, all the people who liked it actually loved it. And all the people who didn't like it loathed it and hated the last one, too. Uh, and in which case I'd be like, well, I guess that's kind of a success. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really liked it. I don't
2: know. Now, what did you think of this movie, Nick? I think it's better than Jurassic World, but it's I think I enjoyed it more than Jurassic World, but it's also like just it's. I don't know. Like you, you, you mentioned that the Jurassic World feels like a like a love letter and this kinda almost feels like a breakup letter. Like even the even like the marketing campaign is just so like nihilistic hmm. and like the park is gone and it's all it, it was just really fun. It was just really fun and I thought that uh, Jay Bonet created some really great imagery and the the director of photography, Oscar Farah, also Oh yeah just there's so many images in this movie where I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, and you know, a year ago we were we were watching the mummy, or at least I was watching the mummy, <laughs> and I know Kyle
1: did too. <laughs> yes, yes.
2: <laughs> and to me, you know, I'm totally you know, this is not a people don't make this is a very much a B sci-fi movie where yeah, the humans make dumb decisions and they're greedy and they don't think and the, why would they go up into that room and whatnot, but I think there's enough in this movie that is asking weird questions and trying weird things Mm -hmm. that I would so much rather rather so much rather watch uh, this than something like The Mummy, which really does feel like studio product. And like it was made in a lab for no one to feel any strong opinions about it.
1: Like the Indominus Rex itself.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And I I think I think a lot of the fun Cool things that it, that Jurassic World One was saying is kind of like, well, no, they they were just that was an accident. They're just dumb.
1: Yeah. All right, cool. So we're kind of all on the generally the same page that it's a it's a fun, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great.
2: So uh what are you dating like an accountant now? Or Owen. Ventriloquist? Stop it. You love a dummy.
0: This is not why we're here. You can blame me.
2: I know why we're here, a rescue op save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong?
1: Blue is alive.
0: You raised her.
1: (laughs) Do these animals deserve the same protections given
2: to other species? Or should they just be left to die?
0: These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're going to be here after.
1: First thing I need to talk about is um, what the hell is Jeff Goldblum doing in this movie? Like <laughs> picking we... up a paycheck? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my god, that was I. I was blown away. I thought for sure they were just saving all of his role. I was like, well, inevitably Jeff Goldblum's going to show up in the third act and be like, "You crazy kids shouldn't have done this," or something, right? And then, I mean, he showed up in the third act, but it was just a reprieve of his. <laughs> Initial his initial you know, thing in the courtroom. I was just blown away. I was like, I can't, I cannot yeah. believe that they did that.
2: Call me crazy, but I just kind of took that at face value for some reason. I could just kind of, you know when you're you know when you see a trailer sometimes and you're like, I think that was the last shot of the movie. Yeah. You know, but sometimes you just your brain just like sends you a weird. I kind of did that where I'm like, I bet that's all that he did. <laughs> um and so I guess I just kind of Came in assuming that, and so, but I mean, I've totally been you, Scott, in movies before where I was like, why are you really, really chanting Tatum's in like 10 minutes of Kingsman 2? Great. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you guys were here to party. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I felt, I I wasn't. I guess so much disappointed with the fact we didn't get a whole lot of him in there. You know, it's, it's kind of cool to see, uh, like him having just the beard was enough to be like, Oh man, you know, Ian Malcolm has been through some stuff since the last time we saw him. You know, there's definitely oh, more yeah. of a story here that I would like to see. Uh, but the way that the film used him was completely useless too. You know, it, it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of that, um, uh, kind of where we had Hammond in the Lost World, uh, you know, it, it it felt like he served a little bit more of a story purpose there. There was some character stuff going on. He was dying, and we kind of got that the final moment where he's being interviewed on TV. Like, yes, you know, we were out of the closet now. We, you know, dinosaurs actually exist now. They're going to live on this island. It kind of felt to me like that was the purpose they were going for with having him on there. And it was oddly placed in the film. I feel like if all of that had happened in one big chunk there at the end, it might've been a nice little, uh, you know, cherry on top at the end of the film. But having yeah. him earlier on in the film, it did, did Scott, it did set up a little bit of a feeling like there's going to be more of him in here. And then, you know, I was just reading before we came on here, he was only at Pinewood Studios for one day shooting the scene. So it's kind of, I, I'm assuming that they just needed a little bit extra oomph in the marketing and were able to get him in there for, you know, a, a comparable fee for, you know, his the plane ticket over to England and everything. So um, I, I don't know that I was disappointed with it, but it was it definitely kind of, uh, it was, it was an uneven balance, which I kind of felt kind of went along a line with a lot of other stuff that was in this film. I liked it. It did feel a little bit weird.
1: Yeah. I was just I was just really looking forward to cuz like there's a there's a bit in this where um where uh, Owen is at his at his most Indiana Jonesy, which, by the way, this was the movie that made me realize, like, oh, he's Indiana Jones, but he's, his thing is dinosaurs, not art, yeah. like <laughs> antiques. I was like, oh, that's what this is. Okay. Like, for whatever reason, the first movie, I didn't quite – I couldn't quite nail what they were trying to do with his character. But in this one where he's just punching mercenaries, like, just, mm. <laughs> just running past a dinosaur cage, punching mercenaries, I was like, oh, he's Indiana Jones.
2: The lava bit when he's trying to, like, wake his body up. Oh, the great. La- Bob is coming? Yeah, that was so indie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, this was definitely Indiana Jones, like to the point where like everybody can just shut up about like oh, let's get him as Indiana Jones because he's he's basically played Indiana between Star Lord and this character he has played Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't need him to actually be Indiana Jones, but uh, I I. When he's like running and gunning and punching these guys and like you know flipping them over his body and stuff, and it's just like, all right, I mean this is really silly, but whatever. And you're just sort of rolling with it. But I think what was missing from that scene was Jeff Goldblum there as Ian Malcolm watching this happen and be like, did anybody else just? I mean, are we just we're just going to accept that as a thing? Okay, all right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know, like we, yeah. We, we, I was really missing that, like that that sort of angle, like the character that was. There to, And I think that's really what these movies need is a character there to point out how ridiculous everything that's happening is, you know, and that's 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 who he was in that original Jurassic Park and in the Lost World.
0: Yeah, kind of an audience surrogate for, you know, <laughs> the uh, impossibilities of everything. Yeah, which plays right. up to uh, Jeff Goldblum's strengths to a sense of humor and everything. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah. which
2: I, I guess, you know, I was watching. Uh, I went to go see Tag. The weekend before this mm. and you were the uh, one i was the one person <laughs> to see tag and uh and, and my friend who was the other person uh was like you know it was so weird that everyone in the movie was equally endeared to the fact that all those dudes were playing tag it yep. was like every scene of the movie was like oh because of your friendship and when you're in your 30s it gets hard. like everyone immediately and he's like why wasn't there ever one dude I was like that's no what yeah. that's, that's that's and it, this was kind of the same thing where everyone was on board with dinosaurs being magical gifts from god e- except ian malcolm who was like no there are there are science experiment and now it's we have to smother it with a pillow that's the only <laughs> that's our that's our responsibility as the people that created this mm-hmm. which is like a hardcore but b makes sense and kind of i i could have used more of that yeah like yeah this voice in the movie because everyone in the movie was just freaking USS Ernest squad right you know yeah <laughs> and which i'm usually
1: all for but the sure, sure, sure. but the problem is that like the movie itself it, it doesn't it needed to be a little more self-aware i think yeah at yeah, certain for sure. moments at certain moments um I, uh, I, but I, I do, I think I really liked, um, I mean, I don't think, I don't necessarily think Owen grew really at all between the two. Movies. I don't think
2: anyone, I don't think anyone in this movie is different in any meaningful way. And by, and by, I mean, I mean, I guess Owen and Claire, cause they're the only really big carrier and blue, I guess. Cl- Claire uh, is
1: completely different in this movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Claire, Claire well, was, oh, well, I'm cause... sorry, I, 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 misspe- I guess like from, from point A to point B in this movie. Oh. Like 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 her journey from Fallen Kingdom chapter one to Fallen Kingdom final. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I actually actually really dug her like Sarah Connor, uh, R- like Ripley transformation in this a lot. Well, I uh, mean, it's just that she
1: cares about dinosaurs now, and she didn't in the first one. Oh um, well, yeah, which yeah, was I liked her freaking
2: – when, yeah when she I, sh- had the machine gun. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, but I just I liked I liked um I don't know I like that these movies seem to be about apathy in a way. Uh, like if, if I could kind of sum up the movies entirely, like the first one is sort of about apathy as far as like, who cares about looking at animals? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, what's, what's the point? Like what, what, like, you know, we're, we're bored of this, you know, like let's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's that sort of apathy. And then in this one it's like apathy toward like whether or not we let these animals die
2: you know right yeah <laughs> the, the, this woman who was like dinosaurs aren't cool anymore is now like how could i ever have thought that i will now dedicate myself to calling senators cold calling senators
1: right <laughs> right yeah um yeah i mean my my only my only bit of uh real criticism is that uh uh, I think they're I think they're leaning too hard on the Indiana Jones of it all with owen grady and and they're not letting him do anything like i don't I don't know he's the same guy from the beginning of Jurassic world to the end of Fallen Kingdom. He's the same person, like literally yeah. the same person For
2: sure and and when you look at Star Lord, it really makes you appreciate how much more James Gunn asks of his his Chris Pratt in those yeah. movies, yeah.
0: Yeah, we we see the guy has the, you know, the ability to do that, you know, to carry across that kind of stuff. It's just, unfortunately, the script didn't ask a whole lot of him. But I I will say that I did appreciate the fact that uh, we got to see more backstory on his relationship with Blue and the other raptors. Mm -hmm. I think they did a really good job. And, you know, telling backstory and flashback is sometimes a bit of a cheat. But I feel it was done to great effect in this film where we get to see the footage of him with, you know, the baby raptors.
2: I I liked how I think the reason for that is because it was also us learning more about uh, Maisie, the little girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was it was so much better than just like a flashback, you know? Yeah without any
1: context.
0: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's um,
1: that is Maisie is the other big question mark though, that I have from this movie. Yeah. You know? oh, we'll get to her. That's <laughs> yeah. going to be a whole other. Well, yeah. I mean, let's do it now. I mean, we brought her up. Um, Cause my, my, I, I love the idea of like, you know, like a little girl who knows her way around the big, scary haunted house. You know? Um, I think that's, I think that's really smart, you know, uh, like having basically like the mouse who can get in through all the crevices and stuff. Um, I, I think that's a really, that's really great. My big question mark with her, much like the Jeff Goldblum of it all is just like, why is she a clone? Like what, what did that give us Yeah. to the overall story? Like it just felt like this weird extra thing. So,
2: so Kyle, yes, you <laughs> I can only, you know, we Scott and I have thought a lot about, you know, the flux capacitor and <laughs> Doc Doc Brown's like manifesto and well, why why he believes in time travel. So, I can only assume that you've given equal if not greater thought to John Hammond and Ingen and, and and I I guess I just I guess I just don't see if I go back if I went and watched Jurassic Park like today, like right after this, I would just be like, what, where the, how did we get from there to here?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's, well, you know, it's really cool that, um... There was there was this I don't think it was really a throwaway line, but in Jurassic World, uh, Dr. Wu says something to the extent of like none of these things are actually dinosaurs. You know, they're all right. just kind of like our idea of that. And that was such a great line because it really opened up this franchise to being more than just about the dinosaurs. You know, it could be science fiction. It could be, you know, kind of the Frankenstein, which was the uh, underlying story for, you know, Jurassic Park and the Lost World. And they had the avail- the wiggle room to do some really cool stuff there. And, you know, there was that uh, Jurassic Park 4 script that was in development at one point in time where it was like hybrids of half people, half dinosaurs, and st- or half tanks and half ankylosauruses and weird stuff like that. Oh, yes. So I, I guess it's always kind of been there in the background that it could have been more than just about dinosaurs. You know, that John Hammond playing God could have been a lot, you know, a lot more stuff, but it's just kind of like does this franchise really need that? And, uh, you know, it's, is it all about, uh, you know, can we, and not should we to a degree? <laughs> right. uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it doesn't really, it, it feels like it fits and it doesn't fit at the same time. Like, what do you want, as a audience viewer of this film this franchise what do you want it to be do you want it to be about fun dinosaur summer movie stuff or do you want it to be about like you know the greater question of like uh, you know ethics and cloning and stuff like that and it appears that they're going to go in that direction with the next movie to some degree by introducing a character who's a clone um, mm-hmm. for me that whole story point was an interesting thing when it came up I was like okay that's cool and then I realized like oh we're way deep into the third act we're not going to have enough room to really explore this at all, are we? right? So it, it kind of seemed like it was only introduced just to give her character an out for releasing all the dinosaurs uh, into the world with other people, which in and of itself was actually, I think, a very interesting moral quandary there at the end of the movie that uh, oh, yeah. has a lot of gray area the way it was executed. Um, not thematically, but just kind of like with with the characters and what happens in the next film. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, it's to, to get back to what your, your question was, Nick, it, it, it doesn't... It, it, <laughs> Getting there in this franchise is just like just these gigantic leaps that I don't know that the um, filmmakers ultimately have the ability to get all of that to a satisfying conclusion. So for sure, yeah. You know. mm-hmm.
1: Especially when uh, Trevor Roe has been saying over and over and over again that this is uh, a trilogy, and I just right. look at where we are at the end of this and what they've set up in the next one, and mm-hmm. it really just feels like. I, I mean, how do you wrap that up in one movie? Uh, so, just seems crazy. Uh, yeah. to me.
2: and my my dream, I, yeah, and, and I, in a weird way, I kind of I kind of did walk out of this movie feeling kind of the same way I did about Last Jedi, where I was like, wow, they really could do anything. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I never thought I would think that walking out of Jurassic Park five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's it's interesting you say that, Nick, because The Last Jedi is a film that came up a lot. I mean, well, (laughs) I think about that film a lot daily, as I think we all do. (laughs) But during this film, I I kind of was watching it, it, you know, when they're they're blowing up Isla Nublar. And I was like, okay, well, to move this franchise forward in any direction, we do really need to have to kill the past here. You know, the last movie went back to the first one, and that was cool, and, you know, half of a film here, and there's, you know, kind of a neat thing to do. Once we get rid of it, we can't go back, and we're really going to be pushing the narrative forward. Now, I'm sure that at some point, Trevorrow, when he was writing this film, had seen a copy of maybe an outline of a script that Ryan Johnson had for The Last Jedi and saw the themes that they were going for there and probably said, hey, you know, we could we kind of do some of that stuff here as well if we want to get to the the full the uh, the full idea of a Jurassic world where dinosaurs are mixed in with humans, you know, in the in the modern world, uh, we're gonna have to get there. And this movie does feel like a bridge in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like. It felt like The Last Jedi in the way that they were they were truly trying to distance themselves from what had happened in the past. You know, Jurassic World was our way to get to this step. And this step is the way to get to that third film, which is, I think, maybe the goal the entire time is to be that. And what if a velociraptor was in, uh, you know, Arizona suburbs? <laughs> you know, right. so, um, yeah, but The, the, the Last Jedi, I, did, did it come up in your screening a lot in the back of your head for, for, for you guys? Were you thinking about that movie a lot where you're watching this one?
1: It didn't. It didn't for me. Uh, the the movie that kept coming up in my mind while I was watching this was um, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. Um, that's the one that really came up a lot for me, especially with like the ending. And I was just thinking of like, the bridge sequence uh, in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Like it just it feels like the next movie is going to be something akin to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. uh, where you have like you know, human fortresses, like protecting themselves from the dinosaurs, but then getting attacked by dinosaurs.
2: Uh, Did either of you happen to stay for the post credit scene? Yeah, I wasted I, my I, time doing
0: that. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I read it uh, thanks to uh, Kyle's advice. Um, <laughs> oh, I just, cool. Great. I just, read, I just read it and was like, yeah, no, that's not worth staying for. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, especially yeah. the length
0: of it if it had been a minute long scene of dinosaurs in Las Vegas uh, there could have been some cool stuff there but it's literally sure, like, like five the, like seconds the, yeah
2: like when the gremlins go to a new place and they just try everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah that'd be yeah. great one of them is just like I can talk it <laughs> oh man yeah Stop. why not why not how much did that? we all wanted blue to be like oh like, said, <laughs> no, no no <laughs> Okay. No, I definitely did
0: not want that. <laughs> I mean, she was uh, anthropomorph- uh, anthrop uh, i can't say that word—anthropomorphized, whatever the word is, made to look like sure. a human enough when she was jumping away from that explosion in the lab at one point. You know, <laughs> oh, that you my favorite shot oh, this year. And in a that movie. elicited a lot of joy out of out of uh, me and Brady when we saw this together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, this was—I—I uh, I think. Let's see. Um, I mean, right? It's going all the way back to the beginning. That mm-hmm. that opening sequence is. Uh, is up there with some of the best I think Jurassic Park franchise sequences. Yeah, ever. Um, it is. It is excellent. And honestly, you know, the thing that this movie sort of reminded me of is um, it reminded me of you know the opening sequence of Jurassic Park when they're when they're bringing in the raptors. You know, like shoot her, like that whole sequence. It if you took that sequence and made that a feature film, that's what this movie feels like. It feels like <laughs> that sequence. That the vibe that that sequence had sort of extended over two hours, yeah, um, yeah, which is uh, I don't know, kind of an interesting vibe, I guess. Well, yeah, um, that, I, don't, had, I don't know. It was it very th- ominous.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Especially in, in the in the second half of the film uh, where we have the haunted house with the dinosaurs in it, it, it had an yeah. ominous kind of like almost uh uh like uh what am I looking for like a, a Victorian era like ghost story type feel to it, you know? Yeah, it was um, very gothic. Very, that's the word. I'm like for gothic, thank you, God. I'm having brain fart after brain fart today. This this, this film to me, and and and, and talking about that uh, raptor sequence from the beginning of Jurassic Park, it felt to me like they kind of got together with a whiteboard and were like, "Hey, what are some cool uh, sequences we can do in this film?" You know, uh, what if they're trapped underwater in the bubble? Okay, great. What if uh, uh, you know uh, in the Raptor is coming in through a window at night, and. Almost in the way that like Hitchcock used to write his screenplays where he'd get a bunch of writers together and was like, look, I just want some people running across, uh, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore. How do we get there? And it felt like these really cool, really imaginative, very well thought out sequences, which is a little bit of sinew to get us from one to the other, you know, which in a way is how a lot of movies are written. But this one, it felt a little bit more exposed to me than a lot of other films, you know, just because I think the action sequences in this film like stood out so much. They just seem to be very well realized.
2: Yeah, but I will right. say, it, it, especially. I, it, it, sorry, go on.
1: I was gonna say, but I will say that just, I I don't disagree with you, but I do mm-hmm. want to give them props on setting all of those up pretty well. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. You know, like every time they would have a sequence, like something would happen and I'd be like, oh, this is a weird thing to be happening. And then a half an hour later, you get the action sequence where it's like, oh, that's why they were doing that. OK, totally. they we're setting this up. And, yeah. I, and and that's that's, you know, I mean, that's good screenwriting. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just and set up uh, and, and that's it's that's, really that's all that
0: I wanted from this film, too, as well. You know, it was a fun time that didn't insult my intelligence. And I do think that yeah. in what you're saying in the setups for that stuff, everything made sense completely.
1: Yeah.
2: What were you gonna say nick Ooh.
0: oh boy i don't know I, I
2: i guess i just keep thinking about everything that happened in this movie and and then i'm like god <laughs> you know like ah like, like what were the you know just like like the, everything we found out about like 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 Rafa spall and mm-hmm. uh yeah the dinosauring. selling that guy has a That guy has like a dinosaur now that's like, I guess, there's a part where Toby Jones is like, oh, you can use it like a tank. And it's like, yeah, but you have to train it. It's not just (laughs) going to be be a tank. Yeah. Right. James Cromwell was
1: murdered with a pillow in this movie. Um. Yeah.
2: Go over there and call the police and tell them what a naughty thing you've done. Sure thing, boss, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I can't move my arms or my legs. Can we talk about that character for a second? I, I'm I'm sure. I'm forgetting th- Benjamin this, Lockwood? Yeah. Was there ever a reference to Lockwood in any of the other films? I if you don't
2: know yeah. I mean, <laughs> I,
0: So I don't, I don't remember Lock I Lockwood of, coming no. up. Yeah.
2: I really want to say that he's just like you know, a late a late edition. Like, oh, he was there. Yeah, the whole he's time. a retcon. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, a redcon. yeah, a retcon. That's
0: yeah. And, and, and it was mostly fine. I I wasn't insulted by it, but I'm like, oh, okay, so we're just gonna be introducing like new elements now to the backstory. Yeah. But it's okay. That you know. Well, I mean, if you get James Cromwell to be the character, I'm much more forgiving of all of a sudden. Like, oh, by the way, there was a third island out there, not just Isla yeah. Sorna, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah.
2: But by you know, and I I'm not gonna lie, I did get kind of a kick out of imagining like '93 James Cromwell and '93. You know, John Hammond like teaming up and I'm like, yeah, visually, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I and I just uh, I yeah, because they kind of like I imagine them like in the 80s when they would have been creating all this technology, um, all this science. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I imagine them sort of looking like I, I just feel like they'd be like Bert and Ernie. Because it's yeah. just like the way they're shaped, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, one is just like this short, little, stout Scottish guy, and then and James Cromwell's this tall, lanky British guy. Like, I don't know. Um, Hammond. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You, you spent how much
2: on champagne? <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just Hammond just singing Rubber Ducky, You're the One.
2: Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, like how they had matching amber canes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like that, actually. Um, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't mind that. I honestly, I, if they wanted to open the next movie with like, I don't know, like just like this crazy flashback scene with like, you know, Marvel, Marvel Studios stuff of like them birthing the first dinosaur in their little yeah. lab. Mm-hmm. Just to show you like where the, all of this started, like the moment all of this started. Yeah. that'd be. Oh, I, and would, then you,
2: I would be on yeah, board you, for that scene. I would love that. And then you have like the young, you have the actress playing Maisie come in as the mom when she was like 12. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, oh, man. hello, grandfather. Get the fuck out of <laughs> <body." laughs> it. Like, and she gets killed by
1: a dinosaur. And then yeah, <laughs> we sully the legacy of these films in one scene. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Was, uh, I, I I think it was a re- definitely a retcon, you know, like obviously they wanted that. You know, in their in their Pie in the sky dream, that would have been, uh, uh, that would have been Hammond, mm-hmm. um, if they could have, if, sure. they, if that was even possible, uh, that's who obviously who they would have wanted. But I, you know, it's fine, it's all right.
2: I um, still can't believe he looked on death's door in Lost World. He did. And I don't know if that was like the move. I just remember being like, as a kid, being like, oh my gosh, this is actor about to die. Even as a kid, yeah. And then knowing that he would cheat. I think he passed away right before Jurassic world came out, right
0: uh yeah yeah it's 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 been pretty recently yeah
1: yeah Golly. yeah, yeah they just they made him look on death's door uh pretty pretty well um i i uh i I do have questions about the title because oh do you yes I don't really get it like i I know that there's there's I think the problem is like it 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 fits too many small things like Fallen Kingdom. Okay, Isla Isla you know Isla uh Nublar Nublar. is is getting yeah. blown up. All right, Fallen Kingdom. Great. Oh, the dinosaurs are endangered. Fallen Kingdom. Okay. All right. Great. Oh, it's uh it's Lock- the Lockwood Estate. Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Got it. And it it's just like there's too many. It's too many little things that could mean fallen kingdom but not it doesn't feel like any one thing means that and i don't the
2: last jedi can only mean like two things
1: right well really i mean it's a quote right in the in the movie so like it really just means the one thing um yeah but it's it like it means one thing going in and it means something else coming out um which is yes that's that's a solid title this, Where's and, then fallen, and then, is, yeah. then fallen Kingdom, oh, the, 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 the kingdom where humans were the, you know, primary species on the planet. Now mm-hmm. that's Fallen. Like, I, I don't know which one of it me- it means, and I don't know that it's a strong enough title to mean really any of them. And right. it's a confusing title. I don't yeah. I don't love the title.
0: I, I kind of took it to be like one of those these last couple of Mission Impossible movies where it's, you know, ghost protocol. Well, that sounds so cool going into it. And then you find out it's just like a line, like a throwaway line in the movie. Like, the government oh, is president's initiated, yeah. initiated ghost protocol or rogue yeah. nation. I don't know if that comes up. And I'm fully expecting Fallout to be nothing at all. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it's a very catching title. Uh, but. Uh, it would have been great had, you know, Ian Malcolm's kind of like, you know, the end of the film speech or whatever, if he had said, you know, if these things get off the island, then, you know, uh, mankind's uh, domain will be a fallen kingdom. Boom. End of the movie. Right. You got your tagline. Oh. Everybody can look at each other and be like, hey, they said the title, you know. High <laughs> But my no, that would have been, um, been
1: perfect. That would have been like the the Gordon uh, Dark Knight moment, you know.
0: It, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it would be. Yeah. But I I, yeah. I did kind of take it um kind of to be a theme park thing. That uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World is now done with much like the Magic Kingdom. That is, this is the Fallen Kingdom. And I'm curious oh. if there was a version of this movie that took place entirely on the island during the eruption of the volcano that might have been about that. And then they were like, we don't have enough story here to work with. We need a I don't know, haunted house or something you know
2: um, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's
0: just you know I have I have nothing to go on on that but uh, that's yeah an idea that I, I do have.
2: have to I do have to say I really appre- I think they were on the island for exactly the right amount yeah, I agree yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah very good point yeah
1: because I, I think they're I think they're on the island for a little too long in Lost mm-hmm. World um, yeah and and not enough, like to the point where it makes the San Francisco scenes just feel stupid because they're they're it's so short, it's such a short amount yeah. of time You're that like, it's why happening. Wasn't this the movie? Yeah, yeah, where they're just like they're just like, look at how crazy this is. All right, like, the movie's this over.
2: Have, <laughs> like this could have been the whole. This could have been just the trailer of like, right. congratulate. He's in San Francisco. See motherfuckers on Friday. I,
1: I almost wonder if that's literally what uh, Colin Trevorrow was sort of thinking when he was. Thinking of this was just like
2: oh. was just like oh we should just that should be a whole movie so like let's build to that. Um, Tell you what, I'll I'll take I'll sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be back. I'll be back for I'll be back for the third. One. I don't think he knew he was going to be back for the third one. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but
1: but uh, no, but like if you look at this right, it's like it's like you have the the first three quarters of of the Lost World sort of, uh you know mixed up. It's like you know and then and then shortened into like a half of a movie. And then the second half of the movie is literally just that scene where the T-Rex eats the dog. Like it's <laughs> it's like just that scene is the other half of the movie. Like everything at the haunted <laughs> house cuz it was like that was like the spooky scene of like oh wouldn't it be oh, creepy would... if you looked out your bedroom window and there was a dinosaur out there. Yeah, which is you know? such
2: a Spielberg idea of putting it in the perspective of a little kid, what would it feel like to have that that, that Indoraptor claw creeping towards you? Mm-hmm. And I really do. You know, I much like Incredibles 2, I saw this in a big theater packed with families, but I also didn't mind because I kind of feel like I was getting something pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like, Uh God, these kids are. Get fucked up right now <laughs> yeah. about this end- endo and I'm like, this is great. This is exactly what what you want I, when you make a scary movie. I
1: liked the Endoraptor a lot more than the Indominus Rex because, like, the Indominus oh, me Rex too. didn't serve a purpose, but like the mm-hmm. end the the endo you're like watching. It's like this is horrible, and this thing is monstrous, but <laughs> it does serve a purpose. Like they have the yeah. little laser pointer thing. Uh, it's, it's
2: an abomination in a good, in a cool way. Not like in a kind of bland way, like the Indominus Rex yes. was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Also the Indominus Rex uh, turning invisible was a little bit like, gilding. <laughs> yeah. Really. It turned yes. you know, Yeah. That's, yes. that's really one of the points in that movie where I just kind of like threw my hands up and I'm like invisible dinosaurs. We're doing this. Okay. But in this one, no, I, I, I bought it much more. It, it uh, my suspension of, of disbelief was not there, even though, you know, dinosaurs aren't real or whatever, but you know, it, uh, it, it it was very believable to me that this thing could exist in the real world, mm-hmm. and
2: it really follows the same kind of tongue and cheek cynicism that, of Jurassic World, which is like, oh, everyone knows that the
0: raptors are cooler. What mm-hmm. were we
2: thinking? We should we should have we should have just copied
0: the raptor. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: And put yeah. a badass gold streak down its side too. Oh yeah. <laughs> and hats
2: off to the hats off to the to the technicians and the the animatronic, the puppeteers, as well as the digital artists. I, I mean, really talk about melding the two yeah. technologies. I mean, I, I, I blew my mind when I went and saw behind-the-scenes photos and actually saw, like, an endoraptor, like, mm-hmm. on the set. Oh, one of my favorite
1: things that happened in this movie, because um, one of the big complaints about the last movie was just, like, uh, like, I remember... Um, You know, Zach, Zach Luna, of course, everybody listening to this must know who he is. Uh, Zach Luna hates Jurassic World. He thinks it's he thinks it's God awful. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the reasons that he does is, is he just fundamentally does not believe in what he saw as the movie's stance on dinosaurs, which is that they're stupid and boring and you should have more badass ones. Um, and that's, he felt that that was the movie's argument. My argument is that the movie was making the opposite argument, but it did get muddled. And what I loved about this movie was that it, it demuddles what was like a muddled thing in the first movie, which is you, you have all these people who are coming to Jurassic world and they're not really like into the dinosaur thing, except for like the one little brother. Right. Right. Um, he's like the only character in the whole movie. That's like, wow, dinosaurs. Everyone else is just like, oh, look a dinosaur. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Like literally anyone else at the zoo, right? Like it just, everyone's Mm -hmm. just treating it as a zoo and a place to get drunk. And (laughs) no one is amazed by dinosaurs. And that's the whole reason why they make the Indominus Rex because they want people to be scared or whatever. But what this movie does very smartly early on is you go to, to Bryce Dallas Howard's, uh, Claire's uh, like base of operations and you have those people there working there who have never seen a live dinosaur because they're like, I, I'm sorry, I don't make six figures in a year. I can't afford <laughs> to take three weeks off and go to a million dollar theme park to go see dinosaurs in real life. Like I, seeing a dinosaur in real life would be incredible to me. I've never done it because I don't, I'm not rich. Uh, and right, a-
2: acknowledging I, the reality in that way.
1: yes, where where it's like, oh, all those people in Jurassic world, they were all apathetic rich people <laughs> like you know like they, <laughs>
2: they
1: they 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 you know it's I don't know they 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 need to like kill people to get a thrill.
2: Um, yeah we're, we're, and, and and you know and 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 not to metagame too much, but you know the fact that the two kind of millennial super earnest, bleeding heart, people were played by, by young actors of, of color that, mm-hmm. that did have like, Oh, I love Diana. I've never, what the I've never seen these before. Yeah. This is crazy. Oh my God. That um, scene
1: where she sees the Bracosaurus Bron- and it's, it's sort of like a, like a mirroring, like a love letter to that original scene in the original Jurassic park. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I just, I loved that. I loved that because it was exactly what the last movie was missing. I think for a lot of people, um and, and this movie. The, was the just... first moment of discovery. Right. Yeah. Because there was no moment of discovery because it's just been around for years. Mm-hmm. Um and and now here it's like, oh, this woman this poor woman who loves dinosaurs more than anything on the planet has <laughs> never been able to see one because she can't afford to go to the really expensive rich people park. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and now that she it's sees in one, and, and it's like, ate Holy all the rich shit. people. She, <laughs> I love the, now she's I going love
2: there that. to clean up the mess and she gets her moment of yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I uh, love that. I thought that was great.
0: I, I don't know if it was intentional, but to kind of piggyback on that point, too, when we finally do kind of get the, the class thing going back into it at the end of the movie is just a bunch of like rich, terrible people having a bidding war on these things as well. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Like absolutely. they found a way kind of kind of much like Ian Malcolm says, you know, mm-hmm. before they even find a way to use it, they're already slapping it on a T-shirt.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Right. Um, have you guys been keeping up with how how uh, speaking of film Twitter about how low low the dinosaur, low, low, low the dinosaurs are going for? On the market,
0: yeah, that was surprising. Uh, I was like, even in this day and age, they were like, we could make a hundred million dollars in a night. And I'm like, dude, this movie is gonna make like 150 million <laughs> on like a yeah, three day weekend. So a,
2: a real dinosaur should make more than the than the the opening weekend gross of a movie about a dinosaur.
0: And come on, <laughs> there, Russian oligarchs in there, they've got more than a hundred million dollars to to drop <laughs> on a dinosaur. Yeah, that was that was actually that moment did kind of take me out of the movie a little bit.
1: <laughs> I didn't think about that just because twenty million dollars is like. I mean, I could live. I could live five lifetimes on twenty million dollars. <laughs> but, but no, you're totally right. Now that I think about it, yeah, that is absurdly low.
2: Yeah. Oh man, it's crazy. I just keep yeah. picturing they're all just gonna put whatever they bought in a in a pit, and it'll just be like what you get. What happens if you don't know, like show them the dinosaur? This is what happens if you. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, and it's just like the headbutting one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, I was also thinking during that time, it, it makes a little bit more sense than the whole Whalen Yutani getting their hands on an alien in alien because we're not really given enough context of that universe to know, like, well, what are you guys going to do with it? Like, who are they fighting <laughs> sure. in this universe? And this one, it's like, well, if the Russians got their hand on a velociraptor and they dropped it off in Syria behind a U.S. base. Okay. Then there would be a big problem <laughs> going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we have a kind of a real world context of, you know, some interesting things that could happen there. So it, it, it um, it made a little bit more sense to me than the entire Aliens universe, you know.
2: Sure. No disrespect to Alien, minute. Yeah. No, no,
0: no. Peace out to the god. Much respect to the legend, you know. But still,
1: <laughs> even um, you know, I, I there was one part in this movie where I was just thinking, like, oh, okay, this is going to be the moment that everyone complains about. Um, mm-hmm. The the moment when uh, when James Gum goes into the cage with the with the uh, uh, with the, the new, uh,
0: the I endoraptor. The name of
1: the, yeah. The endoraptor. Thank you. Yeah. With the endoraptor to take one of its teeth for his collection. Um, and every, and, you know, and everyone's just going to be like, Oh, that's how, why would you be that stupid to go into the cage with the thing? But like one, he shot him twice. He doesn't know that this <laughs> dinosaur that he's never seen before won't take to the, yeah. the, the knockout juice. Um, right. and, and, uh, he also has we've shown before that he just takes time to just steal these dinosaurs' teeth just. Oh the, yeah.
2: That was all I needed. It. He ha- he had the cojones to right. take it off of a t- incapacitated sleeping dinosaur. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Just with, with his bare hand.
1: Right. And so my thing yeah. is like, well, no, that's a that's a difference between a legitimately stupid character. And, like, not a stupid writer. Like, he, he did right. set it up. Like, it was set up that he... Yeah, it's, it's that simple He's willing to do today. that stupid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes characters can be stupid because they're just stupid people.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Like, like uh, I mean, a perfect, I think, uh, is uh, 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 Newman. I can't, can't think of his name in the movie. Yeah.
0: Um, Nidri. Or-
2: Nidri. Yeah, where yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, this guy doesn't... This guy would... F- keep following this guy would mess with this dinosaur that he doesn't know anything about
0: yeah yeah it, it, that, I, that's that's a complaint about films that it kind of irks me sometimes too like people are like well there's characters just making bad decisions in the film and it's like well just like in real life people make bad decisions you know it's uh,
1: also that's uh, every movie like that's yeah. every movie yeah <laughs> that, otherwise yeah. there's no movie like if, exactly if, yeah if, if people at, some, making at some point mistakes, the,
0: yeah the, the, the hand of the screenwriter it does have to force characters every now and then otherwise it just any movie would just be a bunch of people sitting around getting high in an apartment you know right at some point you have to nudge him a little bit yeah making half truths yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and
2: and i think and i think ted levine was it was it was great to see him again and i think he knew exactly what kind of movie he was in Mm -hmm. yeah and really even characters like i I, you know if you look at ted levine and you look at uh rafa spall i think those villains are much more effective than i i I guess the the closest thing to a villain we had in jw was like d'onofrio who was like We should be training them to be (laughs) Marines. Mm -hmm. Uh And to me, like, that's kind of the rule. Because, like, where do you, why do you think that? Like, that doesn't check out to me. But yeah, this guy being like, I just take
0: their teeth. Like, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he you know probably. looked like a big game hunter to me, so that perfectly fit in line. Like, oh, he's making a necklace. I mean, maybe we could have had a scene where he was making a necklace. I don't know, but but uh, yeah. no, it, it was Arts it made perfect sense time. that it, yeah, like like yeah. a trophy hunter. The the only you know we he puts, uh, we he,
1: he puts on the necklace. He looks at himself in the mirror and he just says, "Would you fuck me?" <laughs> <I> fuck <laughs> me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the great thing about Ted Levine is you could go a whole conversation just thinking about like Monk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and then never even like, oh, that's right, he is also in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love
1: uh I love Toby Jones in this. He was just scene yeah. chewing to no totally. end. But yeah. I, I will say that his initial scene where he is threatening to walk out and then and I was like wow this guy must be really big and important and then it turns out he's just the guy who who leads the who leads the auction he's the auctioneer and I'm just like that's it that's all you are you're just an auctioneer yeah,
2: yeah and he was like on his phone the whole scene yeah oh man uh, he's he's just like i'm
1: i'm i'm going to i'm going to close this up all right i'll get another auctioneer like yeah. <laughs> jesus Oh man. Was this
2: character even named?
0: Yeah, Mr. Uh, Eversall. Eversall, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I thought for a second, for, for a second, I thought they said that his name was Bart Brasall. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 I, was, I, I was like, oh, this is the point where the movie gets dumb. This is it, this is where it happens.
0: It's that tie-in back to the first movie where we had the Barbasol can. This is eventually what happened to it. It, The the, (laughs) the DNA got out and it morphed into this little half-human.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Barbasol.
0: Who are you, people? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, can can i talk about my favorite thing in this entire movie real quick yes, before i forget about yes, it do it uh there is a scene that uh when they're when the boat is getting off of the island uh and we have the uh they're in the the jeep or whatever somehow makes it on to the boat that's getting off the island everybody turns around and watches the volcano erupt and we have this one last brachiosaur that was left on the pier by itself and it It's just kind of the shadow of the dinosaur standing up uh, in the smoke of the ash and everything and then just kind of like falling away. And that scene uh, resonated emotionally more with me than just about anything in any other Jurassic Park film. That was actually kind of hard to watch. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think we it's set up perfectly with the end of the film where they're having the option to kill all the dinosaurs or let them out of their paddocks or whatever, where they're about to be killed by poison gas again. So I felt it was a little bit of uh, symmetry and poetry to this film, which I was not expecting going in. And uh, I really appreciate what they did there.
1: There was um, – i I've got two things to say to say, say about that, but specifically <laughs> about that scene. I, I do um, – that so I saw this with uh, my girlfriend Bethany, and um, she loves the Jurassic Park movies. She was raised on them; they were like her favorite. She was raised on Jurassic up. Park. Um, she was their, their favorite movies growing up, and uh, she loved Jurassic World as much as, if not more, than I did. Um, And she loves like blue, the raptor, like she's, she is obsessed with blue and just cause they remind her of cats and she's a cat person and just, Mm -hmm. so like they just, (laughs) these animals mean a lot to her. And, uh, when that scene happened, she was completely inconsolable. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just gushing tears. Uh, like she couldn't, she couldn't handle it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, on that level. Yeah. I mean, it worked. It worked. It really, really, really did.
2: And you know, and, and yeah, and, and again going back to this just as a screenwriting, just looking at just the, the construction of it, I think without that scene, as as brutal as it is, and it's easy to be like, Oh, look at they're just kicking this thing that you love, but I don't think it's I don't think that Brontosaurus scene is used carelessly because without it, I don't think you it, it makes the audience empathize with Maisie and a decision that is going to get a lot of innocent people killed. Yeah. And in worse ways than that Brachiosaur did. I can't, yeah. I'm, I'm using different dinosaur names, hoping to get one of them right. But <laughs> it, it But does. yeah, I definitely it, it do may- agree. It didn't feel like carelessly cruel the way that some, you know, like the Zara scene, whatever, you know, but right. it was like, yeah, this, it really felt like something that was for a purpose. That being said, whoever's job it was to close that gate, picked a hell of a time because he waited until it was like basically dead. And he was finally like, I should close this. And then the door started closing. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, no, it was, it, I I think it is, I think you're right. I think that's why you need it. It's like, you need to see a dinosaur die so that when the dinosaurs are dying again and you have a chance to save them, it's like, oh yeah, no, we have to, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and I, and I really, I, yeah, I really love that. And, and I think it's, it's definitely hard to watch and it's definitely, um, I, I think it's definitely, it's, it's especially hard because of the dinosaur that it is. Like, those dinosaurs didn't hurt anybody. They're like, they're like you know, dinosaur cows. Um, and yeah. the whole series is predicated on, like, that's the first dinosaur we ever see in the first mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. And mm-hmm. it's- We, it's we an, saw it
2: earlier in the movie.
1: Right. It's important to, the, to this franchise, that dinosaur. And seeing it die is hard. Um, but yeah, I think it does improve the third act as a result. But I think that a lot of people just get angry that they feel things. Like yeah. I think sometimes, like people's reaction to emotional moments in movie is like anger and like this, how dare you manipulate me into feeling something? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so rather than just feeling the emotion, they get angry and they're like, this was horrible. How dare they? Uh, and I don't, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's a good, good way right. to react it, to something like that. You
2: know, no, it's as, not healthy as, at all. No. Yeah. And it, it makes you think about moments from our childhood, like, you know, like the, the shoe melting and Roger rabbit or like yes. the horse, the horse sinking and never ending story. Yeah. And yeah. you know, how would we react to those moments today? Would we, would we boycott them? You know? Uh, uh,
1: pretty sure that we would. Yeah. Maybe not the, maybe not the cartoon shoe, but definitely the horse drowning. Um, sure. That, uh, Yeah. I don't think that would be. Which but I just I'm going to assume nowadays. they did
2: humanely on set. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I should look um, into it.
1: The other thing that I wanted to talk about uh, with with that moment, um, and you you were talking about how it like sort of mirrored moments later on, um, and the sort of. Uh, visual poetry that's going on in the movie um one of the things that i also wanted to point out was like the moments where they did that where i was like well that's a little much <laughs> was there was a couple moments where it it almost feel like bayona thought the first Jurassic world is more iconic than it actually is. Um, uh-huh. beca- because there's uh, the, the moment that we're interdu- reintroduced to Claire is the same exact way that we're introduced to her in the first Jurassic world, which is, which is a pan, uh, a, a pan up uh, with her in an elevator.
0: That's right. Yeah. You
1: see, it's the exact same way. And I, when I've seen Jurassic world so many times and I, and I think about that shot a lot of like, of that, of that introduction to her. And uh, because it's just so simple and it and it's like her sort of like talking to herself and like putting on a face for the investors and everything. And I was like, oh, that's a really like nice, easy way to sort of introduce this character and let us know who she is. Like she's someone different in private than she is in front of these investors. And um, it's just like it's very simple. And I really like that. And so I think about that scene a lot. And then they repeat it here. And I just was like. But why why are you repeating uh, this here? So I I saw
2: it as a little slide Well, she a uh, kind of a reveal that she was still wearing uh, heels. Yeah, well
1: <laughs> she was still wearing heels, that's true. Um and then they have that close up shot of uh that where she steps off the helicopter wearing boots. Uh they're like, "Look, yeah. she's wearing boots. Everybody shut up." Um uh, <laughs> see, character
0: development. Yeah, Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, look, character development. She had time to put on boots this time.
0: Uh, she
1: she
2: she knew she was in for a day with a lot of moving around.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah as opposed to the last time where it was a surprise disaster. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I I uh, the other moment too was um, at the end of the movie when they're walking out of the mansion and the group of them are all st- are all walking down the steps into the little courtyard driveway area and then they run into blue and i'm like oh it's it's the same it's the bit from the end of jurassic world where they're all walking out of the visitor center Hmm. and the raptors come out to meet them and then you know and then run away um it's like again they were like recreating another moment from jurassic world where it's like i look i i will defend that movie but iconic i don't know I'm not well, I don't know if I'm prepared to call that movie iconic well, in a way where it, 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 you should be recreating shots from it.
2: It's definitely a sign that Benoia uh you know did his homework before going into this one. It's Benoia? I don't know. It's okay. Benoia. has
0: oh, Bayona? Bayona? Bayona, yeah. It's Bayo- Bayona. J. A. Bayona.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um Bayona. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. Robot those those moments a made a D- me laugh for for whatever reason, but uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um the uh yeah, but overall, I I think it is um, as a movie like that holds together I, I think it holds together better than Jurassic world as much as I mm-hmm. I really do like Jurassic world there are those moments in that movie where I'm like yeah I, I just have to shrug and be like yeah I don't know I, I don't know why the older brother it, wants to cheat on his girlfriend so bad or where that storyline is going I don't know yeah. I you know I I know why the babysitter thing happens um the Zora scene happens but in the context of the movie, like there's no context for it, so it does seem, you know, just like ruthlessly cruel. Sure, uh, and and I I know those things, and I am fully aware of those. This movie doesn't have those moments
2: as much, I don't think, if at all, really. Sure, um, there's no like head tilt moments. I mean, there are there are a lot, but <laughs> it's head tilt and like go on, and not like what right. what. What's right. that? Like when they introduced, like, oh by the way, this little girl's a clone, I was like, All right, keep playing. Okay. On. Let's that's let's... that's
1: the one moment where I'm just like, All right, I don't know why that's here. Um or where that's going. I guess it was
2: to give her that extra layer of empathy of like they're human like I am.
1: I think they should just go they should just go full bore and just say uh, they should just call it Jurassic World: uh, Attack of the Clones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For the yeah. Third one.
0: <laughs> Before she was about to hit the button, somebody should should have said, "Execute Order 66. You know, <laughs> yes. and she's like, just doesn't hit it and lets them die. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, I. You just know like that
1: I'm- that is a good point. The 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 fact that like she she's a clone, but she knows that she's a real she's a real girl. Mm-hmm. and yeah. that she's a real person with with like you know a life and she doesn't want to die
2: she's um, a person and her name's Anakin right Totally, <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, and and so you know she's looking at these dinosaurs where everyone is like they're man-made. They had no right to be alive anyway. They should be dead. I mean that's literally what Jeff Goldblum is saying uh, yeah. in his mm-hmm. in his stuff. It's just like yeah. I mean we you know people get sick and they die and they should stay dead. And we we think that that's it's a tragedy, but it doesn't mean that it's it's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and her argument in that moment, I guess it's just like, well, if you're saying they're not natural, then you're saying I'm not natural. If you're saying they should die, then I should die and I don't want to die. So I'm going to save them. And that, yeah, I like that. I, I think that I do like yeah. that a lot. I just wish it needed one extra thing you know like one one little bit of connective tissue for me Mm -hmm. to be like oh okay it's it is serving more than just a thematic purpose like it's yeah it's actually serving like a purpose to the plot because i don't think it does right now (laughs) Um, (laughs) it it, it doesn't but i will say
0: it it was kind of mercifully short too like it didn't overstay its welcome long enough to completely ruin it i i I am interested to see where they would take this in the next film or if mm. they don't use her at all, it'd be a shame. But at the same time, it's this is the kind of thing where they have to f- tread very carefully, you know, right? or else right. it could really blow up.
1: It, it seems like she's uh, she's just Owen and Claire's daughter now. So I guess she's yeah. going to be in the next one. If she's not, I have a lot of questions. Um, but uh, I, th- I think she's yeah. I think she's going to be in the next one. I'm pretty sure.
2: I mean, they are both they're All three of them are in that little Humvee at the end.
1: Right. Yeah, they're like heading little, towards the
2: next adventure, <laughs>
1: dry, driving to the it, just, it, it felt like they were like on the way to uh, the Overlook Hotel. Like it just felt like the opening of the Shining for some reason. Really yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Like, oh, yeah, they're man, gonna go, like, they're going to go. Uh, I want be the caretakers I... at the Overlook Hotel now.
2: Jurassic World Tour. No, That's what man. I want.
1: God, what it, what it, I. So, what do we think? Where, where do we think this next movie is gonna be like? Where do we go? Like, obviously, you know, the world building of it all. We, I, I think we can kind of surmise where that's gonna go. But as far mm-hmm. as the plot, like, what is the next movie going to be about? You know. Well,
2: if you want, if you want to be real honest, I think it's gonna be really cool imagery of like, oh my God, there's a Velociraptors in a Costco. There's a Leoplordon eating surfers, which we For already sure. stopped, You know what I mean? For like, sure. Cool. But I really do think at the end of the day, it's just going to be, here's a group of seven or eight mercs. One of them's a character actor. You guys go in. They're all going to die. You two are going to turn off a button. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
2: I I hope I'm wrong, but like, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What
1: if it's, uh? what if, what if it's something like um uh i don't know like i i i almost wonder if it's it like could it be like um could the end of the next movie be about like you know uh dinosaur zoos popping up you know all over the country
2: oh like oh like containment facilities
1: yeah yeah um where it's like very humane and not you know, mean. It's like like real zoos, you know, or like Mm. most real zoos. (laughs) At least I would hope. Um,
2: God, I guess the idea of us being able to contain them just wasn't even in my headspace at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, that's it. Game over.
1: Right, right.
0: But who knows? Maybe we would be able to contain them after. You know, I, I would like to see the other end of that containment idea where we actually cut to five years later and these things have bred out of control with no natural predator and we're in like a Mad Max type scenario you know mm. we're, we're in that burnt out Costco and there is a little girl in there scavenging through stuff trying to find like something to survive on it's a little. we find out it's our little clone girl right she needs lysine because she was bred with the lysine contingency in there and she's in the you know med- medical aisle looking for lysine and then all of a sudden a Dilophosaurus comes around the corner and it's getting up on her and it's shot in the head and then out from the shadows is a bearded Alan Grant, you know, with his (laughs) sniper rifle or something like that. But I I actually do think if we skipped out, if if we skipped to uh, the extreme end of the situation where these things are breeding out of control, I think we could bring it back into kind of the larger idea of like chaos theory that this thing is really spun out. And I I think that would be kind of an interesting, um, something I, we haven't seen before. If we took this thing to that level that could get real cheesy, real fast. And that's why I'm not a professional writer, but, uh, uh, that's, that's kind of what I would hope to see in the next one is, is how this stuff goes really bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I think we, they got to find the sort of philosophical question to ask, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, like the first, the first Jurassic world, the philosophical question is like, you know, do we have a right to do this again? You know, like why yeah. are we doing this again? Um, uh, this this one is like, does an extinct species deserve to live um, if mm-hmm. it was already extinct once? And uh, and and that's some really you know deep interesting stuff. So yeah. and I, the third I, one I, can
2: be what? Well, humans were so maybe it's that humans were so unchallenged for so long of being the dominant species, and it's like, do we actually deserve to be the dominant species still? More.
1: Oh, I like that.
2: Yeah. Or will this truly be a planet of the dinosaurs? <laughs> a Jurassic world,
0: if you will. Yeah, <laughs> yes, some kind of Jurassic world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I, I, think, I think at the top of my list for my uh, uh, wish list, I guess, for the next one is that um, at the very top of the list is Laura Dern. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I would, I, I do want, I want, I want Jeff Goldblum. I want Sam Neill and Laura Dern. If we can get those three just on board and I want to see all of them together with, with, you know, Owen and Claire
2: yeah, working and you know together what? That feels,
1: in this Mad Max world um, of dinosaurs. And that feels, I that feels that.
2: uniquely doable because I think all three of those actors have never, they're in, they're in a, they're in, a, they're in a hot streak. Mm-hmm. Where the yeah. public is like, oh, we want to see these three again. We want, we love, we like seeing Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, and also, you know, these these movies have their detractors. They are not universally acclaimed, but I, I it, it does feel like all three of them could show up in the next one, and I wouldn't feel like a step backward. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because my my thing is like, I I have totally been on everyone else's side with the first two, where it's like, well, you don't want to bring in. The, the old crew in these adventures because, like, why would they get involved? Like, you would mm-hmm. have to bend over backwards to, to try and make sense of why they would get involved. But if the whole world is dinosaurs, they're involved whether they want to be or not. So now yeah, you can and, 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 easily and,
2: yeah. work them in very easily. It, it becomes um, a civil service of, like, hey, we actually need you guys to – Right. A help us keep people alive but then also we you know there could be an argument made that we don't want to just eviscerate these creatures with extreme prejudice.
1: Right. Right. Uh, Cuz I mean that's the thing it's like if you go to if if you go to them in a world before like where you're just like oh we need to you need to help us with this thing on this island where there's dinosaurs all of them are going to say no. Um, like not a yeah. single one of them is going to show up for that. But if it's like if you say no to this, then you're just living in a world of dinosaurs anyway. So you might as well help us. Well, Mm. that's an argument I can get behind. So yeah, it's um,
0: blood on their hands if they don't get involved at some point.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And it's, and it's something that all, I think all three of those characters,
2: we could see that not really being a choice because, you know, they were all very concerned about the well-being of the species. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I just, I just so badly,
1: so badly want to see, I uh, want to see Grant roll his eyes at Owen. <laughs> just because, like, he's, like, a real archaeologist, you know, like, he's a he's a real paleontologist, whereas, like, he just looks at Owen and he's just like, oh, my God, you're, like, punching guys. Like, what the hell is this? Like, you're not a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know,
2: I, I, I guess, you know, Jurassic, I, I guess I can just say that, that for me, this movie was the right kind of crazy. Yeah. And... Um, I, all I can do is I, I, all I can do is, is hope that with part three, uh, the director of 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 the Book of Henry and and Jurassic World brings again brings the right kind of crazy because Trevorrow is, I, I, I he 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 doesn't make boring movies, you know, and I I really hope that Jurassic World kind of keeps that going and doesn't doesn't retreat into uh, that kind of mummy territory that I was talking about at the beginning. Yeah. yeah.
1: I do hope that they, they bring back um they bring back Oscar Farah uh for the next oh, one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this one looks... Because because that's uh, that is one one legitimate criticism I think I have of the first Jurassic World is that it's not particularly cinematic. Um mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of your rote summer blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. It's very it v- feels very by the numbers. Um so I do I do hope that when uh Trevorrow comes back he does bring Um, the cinematographer from this film rather than the last film. Uh, And I do also hope that he, uh, he takes from, I know he was on a time crunch with the first Jurassic world, uh, turning that movie around uh, for the release date. So like, I know that that's part of why like it's almost all CGI uh, dinosaurs. Um, Mm -hmm. If not entirely, it might just be entirely. Uh, But I hope that he does take a play from Bayona's book and, and mix up, mix the practical effects in as much as possible um, for the next one, because I do think it helped make the dinosaurs feel a little more real this time around.
0: So we got the release date for the next one of, I think June 11th, 2021. So they've got a lot of time to really get this next one. Perfect. You know, as an end to the trilogy. So I think you will probably, you will see all those right steps taken.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And we have
2: already and he we, and Trevorrow has already said that he considers to be you know, part two was like a suspense horror and he expects part three to be a quote science thriller mm. in the way that the first one was. Cool. Huh. Take that as you will.
1: What the hell? How is okay. All right, interesting. Um Yeah. Uh do we think BD Wong is gonna be the big villain in the next one? It kinda seems like I it.
2: God, I I was so happy when he came in like an hour into this one. Yeah. <laughs> he was so not scary or evil in Jurassic Park.
1: I know.
0: Yeah. Seemed like a yeah. nice guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out uh, he was the He's real like Frankenstein, Nedry all along. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He might have been the inside man. Like he might have just been using Nedry to do his dirty work. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's entirely possible based on what we know about him now. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then the last thing I do I do want to mention, because I think it's worth mentioning, as much as I liked uh, Giacchino's score for the first Jurassic World, his score for Fallen Kingdom is really, really excellent. Uh, yeah. Those gothic themes that he comes up with while they're on the roof, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. so good.
0: It, it um, really seemed like he was... It was trying to make it its own thing uh, where I I understand why in in Jurassic World you would want to bring in a lot of the the, the score that people are familiar with. But, yeah, in this one, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I'm not hearing a lot of the stuff that I'm normally used to in a Jurassic Park film, but that's a good thing. You know, it it, it definitely is its own thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was excellent. He just keeps getting better and better, which is Mm -hmm. impressive, Um, especially with how much work he turns around. In a year, so oh, his, yeah, that's, he's he's
0: a workhorse. The, the the just lost alone the the number of like new things he would have to write every week for that show is just insane, and the quality of of everything is uh yeah. yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, homecoming wasn't even a year ago. That's true. Right.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is very wow. true. Um. All right. Well, everybody, uh, thanks so much for listening. Kyle, thanks for joining us on this.
0: Oh, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
2: And now,
0: like, Blue the raptor retirement. you. You go skirting back into the jungle until you are needed again. <laughs> <laughs> just flash the Jurassic Park symbol in the sky at night, and I'll be here for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah you just, you just I. Blue
1: is just standing over a hilltop, looking out on her city, and being like, "This is my city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will protect it."
2: <laughs> I couldn't protect my sisters, but I could protect them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: Oh man. All right. Well, uh, I think the next one we're going to be doing for this will be, uh, Ant-Man on the Wasp. So look for that oh. in a couple of weeks. I won't be on that one because I will be guesting on, uh, countdown to infinity colon infinity and beyonds, uh, review of that, uh, of that. So if you want to hear my thoughts on Ant-Man on the Wasp, you're going to want to go subscribe to countdown to infinity so that, uh, you can hear those. But I think Nick and Zach will be taking point on, uh, ant-man and the wasp so stay tuned for that that'll be coming just around the corner and uh and then i think i mean is that it is that all of our
2: uh yeah i don't know unless you want to do the predator
1: oh yeah i guess there's the predator but that's not until september oh right I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. that might be it for a minute. Yeah, that might be it for a minute. But uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll, we'll be around on the Patreon and check out all of our podcasts and everything. Um, Kyle's retired, but check out everything at uh, Paley Media um, so that uh, you, can, you can go back. If you want to hear his, if you haven't listened to Jurassic Park Minute, uh, you should go back and listen to that because it's all, it's all up at what is it, paleymedia.com?
0: Uh, I think well it used to be Jurassicparkminute.com and now that's just gone. So it's oh. uh, it's where, wherever you get podcasts you can find it just do a search for Jurassic Park minute and we are uh, releasing uh, our we had a patreon as well where we did episodes of Ghostbusters minute and Jurassic Park Minute and we are releasing those uh, once a month. So if you uh, have enjoyed what I've done here and you like Jurassic Park there there is still some content being leaked even though it's a little bit older stuff. so uh, but yeah, it's just uh, go to wherever you get your podcast. Jurassic Park Minute should be there.
1: All right. Awesome. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.
2: Bye.